Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Again, a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We'll try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Today's topic of what we want to talk about is actually found in the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 56, that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at when time I am afraid. When time I am afraid. And we're going to look at the life of David, and we're going to look at why he was so afraid here in Psalms. We're going to look at his situation and where he was and the things going on in his life, and how he kind of figured it out with the Lord of how to get through those times when he's afraid. All right, so that's what we're going to look at today. Again, if you want to listen to more of the podcast, uh, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes as well. Uh, you can also listen on LinkedIn, on the professional site, uh, and on Twitter. Um, as well, you can look up my name, Jordan Pugh, and it will be there as well. And also, we are on Pinterest. Uh, you can follow uh, when the scriptures become real on Pinterest. Uh, you can just follow me, Jordan Pugh, and then you'll see uh, the board there uh, with a link to the YouTube page as well. All right, so let, let's get into what we're talking about. Psalm chapter 56. Psalm 56. And remember, we're talking about when time I am afraid. How many times have you been afraid? You know, you, you remember for, for you 90s kids, I remember, uh, you remember the show that came on back in the day? I think it was on like, I think it was on Nickelodeon. Are you afraid of the dark? Like I was scared of every single episode, but I watched every single episode, right? You know, we, we think about times where, where we're afraid. There's things that scare us, you know? Maybe it's physical things like darkness or heights or things like that. But maybe it's emotional things that scare us. You know, maybe it, it's what it, whatever it is, we have fears in our lives, right? And so when we have those fears, you know, how do we how do we get through those fears? How do we work with those fears? Now, now before we get into the text, I want to just talk about really quick, just kind of a misconception about fear for the Christian obviously with being in Christ we have a huge blessing and we have multiple blessings for being in Christ's body and there's things that we don't have to be afraid of right we don't have to be afraid of death we don't have to be afraid of what men can do to us we don't have to be afraid of those things because we know and we can know that we have a place in heaven for us, right? We can know those things, right? But here's a misconception that some Christians, uh, they believe. They believe that if you're afraid of something or if you fear, then that means you don't have any faith or that means you're less of a Christian and that means you're, you're not as strong as you need to be. It's not necessarily true, right? Some people think, well, because you're a Christian, well, you don't have to be afraid. You know, that's just like saying, you know, if you have a loved one and they pass away and they're a Christian and, and someone comes up and covers you and says, oh, you don't have to cry. You don't have to worry. Obviously, you know that you know that you'll see them again. But at the same time, why would you get rid of that human need to grieve? You know what I mean? So that's what that's what fear is for us. Just the way that we feel grief. We can feel certain emotions and it doesn't mean that I lack faith. I can feel afraid. I can feel grief. I can feel broken, but not necessarily. It doesn't have to mean that I lack faith. 
that's just a human emotion, right? And so this is what David's talking about here in Psalm chapter 56. Now, if you look in my Bible underneath the chapter, I have a little heading of what the chapter talks about here. And mine in Psalm chapter 56, it says it's a, uh, upon the chief musician, uh, it's a Psalm of David when the Philistines took him to Gath. Now, we need to understand this before we get into Psalm 56. So go over to uh, 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 21. Yeah, 1 Samuel chapter 21. Now, remember he's on the run from, from Saul. And here's an instance of why he feels the way he does. And this will get us some insight before we get into Psalm chapter 56. All right, so go to 1 Samuel chapter 21. And notice uh, notice verse number 9. And then we're going to go 9 and 10. Now, notice what the text says here, guys. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, Behold, it was here wrapped in the cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take it, take it, for there is no other to save thee here. And David said, There is none like that. Give me the sword. And David arose, verse 10, and fled that day. Why? For fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And so, this is why David's afraid. He's on the So think about his situation. First of all, he kills Goliath. After he kills Goliath, then the women start to praise David for all the 10,000s that he's killed. And now Saul gets jealous of David. Then Saul is on the run, or Saul is putting David on the run. Now David's on the run. Now he's in Gath, where Goliath is from, takes the sword that he used to kill Goliath. Then after he takes the sword, then he's still running from Saul. But then now he runs to the king of Gath from where Goliath was from. So do you see the problem that David has? No matter where I go, it feels like I got an enemy. I'm, I'm literally afraid, right? Now notice this is what happens. Now let's go to our text since we have some background now. Verse number one, be thou merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fights me daily and he oppresses me daily. You know, you ever feel like in your personal life, uh, it could be with your family, it could be with uh, your friends, it could be with whoever, but maybe sometimes even in your own bubble, even in your own circle. Sometimes it feels like you're always fighting. Sometimes it feels like you're always uh, being oppressed. It feels like someone's always trying to swallow you up. And that's how David's feeling. He said, look, no matter where I go, it feels like I got an enemy there. I got two kings after me that I, I didn't do anything to, but now they're trying to kill me. Right? And this is how David feels. Then verse number two. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. But watch verse number three. Remember what we're talking about in the podcast today. We're talking about when time I am afraid. Watch verse number three. What time I am afraid, notice what he's going to do. I will trust in thee. 
In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear for what flesh can do to me. You know, David here, in a sense, if you can, if you can kind of feel it as you're reading it, it feels like he's having a, a conversation with the Lord. You know, here's just as a side note, I think prayer is essential for the Christian. Okay. Prayer is something that should be in a respectful manner towards God. Prayer should be reverent. Uh, prayer should never be in a sense where it's it's very, uh, in a sense, casual because you're talking to the creator of the world. So let's put that to the side there as, as we're talking about this. But I think as Christians now, we need to have more conversations with the Lord. You can have a conversation with him, but still be reverent. You don't have to call, you know, you don't have to be disrespectful. Don't call him the man upstairs. Don't call him the, you can still talk to the Lord. You know, there's times where maybe I'm in my car. Maybe I'm at work driving the truck. Maybe I'm doing whatever, but I'm still having a conversation. It's not a formal prayer. You know, I don't have my eyes closed, but I'm sitting there. And as I'm driving, as I'm walking, as I'm sitting, as I'm doing whatever, I kind of imagine that he's right there listening, you know, and I'm, you know, Lord, this is going on, Lord, you know, I kind of explain things and you kind of end up just talking and letting your feelings come out. And that's what David's doing here. You know, David is sitting here and he's on the run and I can imagine David, Lord, they're everywhere. You know, Lord, I don't have anywhere to go. Lord, I have enemies everywhere. Lord, daily they want to swallow me up. Lord, please, Lord, most high, is there any way you can help me? I'm I'm on the run. I'm tired. My enemies are here. Everything that I do right, wrong is rewarded to me. Where where are you? But then in verse three, he says, Lord, but when the time I am afraid, I'm going to trust in what you can do for me. You know, I think that's if you try that, I think that's going to increase your relationship with God and it will increase your prayer life because sometimes when we when we stick uh to such a formal prayer we end up being repetitive and we pray about the same things right and so lord please be with us as we listen to the lesson help it to apply help us uh, to apply it to our lives lord help us to to do this better and help us to be better christians lord help us to be strong and help us to do this better you see how general that is? It's not wrong to say those things, but when we when we start praying like that, it becomes very repetitive and it becomes very general and you don't prayer is something that must be practiced. Remember when Christ said don't pray like all the the heathen do, pray with these eloquent go in your closet. Practice praying. And this is how you can practice praying with whatever's going on in your life. Just talk about it, but talk about it in a reverent way to the Lord. Now let's keep going. Verse number five, every single day they rest my words and all their thoughts and all their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps and they wait for my soul. You know, this is something that, uh, when David describes his enemies here, 
These are things that some people literally do. They watch your every single move. And they watch your steps. And they wait until they see a vulnerable spot. And they pounce. And they want you to fall. And that's what David's saying here. Look, every single thing that I do, they're watching. They know what I do. Lord, they gather themselves together. They twist my words. Then after they twist my words, every single thought about me is evil. How do you change? You know, the Lord is like, how how am I going to get through this? Right. Then verse seven, shall they escape by iniquity and thine anger cast down these people? Do you understand? Can you see the conversation David's having now? David's explaining everything going on. Lord, they're doing this. Lord, they're saying this. Lord, they're marking my steps. Lord. Can you cast down these people, oh God, please? What what more, how much more can I take? But notice, verse number eight, thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears in thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. For this I know, for God is for me. Now in verse eight and nine, when he talks about putting tears in a bottle, there was a there was a custom that the Greeks and the Romans would do. It's very it was very ancient custom. And they would after a death of a loved one or during a time where things were very, very hard, they would literally put their tears in, in a vial and they would put that in the vial and they would give it to the person who they felt sad for, whether alive or dead. To show them that I care about you. To show them that I feel what you feel, right? And so this is what David is saying. David is saying, Lord, I'm putting my tears in this bottle. And once all of my tears are here and I'm done crying, for today at least, I'm going to give you this bottle. And Lord, I want you to understand every single tear. And I want you to understand the reason for every single tear that I've cried. You see, he's explaining why he feels how he feels. But he's saying, Lord, I want you to feel it. You ever you ever think you ever pray to the Lord that way? You know, you feel as if you feel as if no one else really gets it. You feel as if even if you explain it to somebody else, they they won't get it. And so you turn to the only person that can and David is pleading to God Lord I can't explain this to anybody else because I'm the only one going through this can you feel what I feel I want you to feel every tear that I'm feeling can you do that right <clears throat> and this shows the intimacy intimacy that David had with God you know we have to get very intimate with our prayer life. And you can see, you can see how David is talking to God here. And then notice he said, Lord, are they not in thy book? And then he says, when I cry unto thee, then thou shalt make my enemies turn back. This I know for God is for me. You know, when, when he says that phrase, are they not in thy book? He's saying here, Lord, after I've given you all these tears that I've cried, you're going to take into account every single tear and the reason why every single tear was shed 
And then you're going to call my enemies into account for every single tear that I've cried. And so that's why, that's why the Lord tells us to love our enemies. That's why the Lord tells us to pray for our enemies. That's why the Lord tells us to treat our enemies a certain type of way because vengeance is his. Now, when we talk about vengeance, we think of vengeance as in the Lord is going to do something to show them that I was right. That's not, that's not the Lord's vengeance. That's human vengeance, right? So when something happens and when we say, well, the Lord will take vengeance, right? We think in our minds, well, the Lord's going to do something to that person or the Lord's going to do something to that person to show that person that I was right or vice versa. That's human vengeance. That's not how God works. Vengeance for the Lord may be a totally different way to teach you and to teach someone else, right? And so this is why we leave the discipline. This is why we leave the 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 judgment in a sense to the Lord. If you can't figure it out, and most times you probably won't, leave it to him. Let him judge it. Let him judge the situation. Let him figure it out, right? Because my way isn't his. My judgment, my righteousness, my knowledge isn't his. So let him figure it out, right? And this is why we must have that um, intimate relationship with God because when he doesn't do it in your time, you just got to talk to him. And that's what David's doing. David said plenty of prayers before Psalm 56. But guess what? Saul's still chasing him. Guess what? The king of Gath still doesn't like him. Guess what? He's still on the run from everybody. And so just because things don't happen in your time, that's why talking to God this way will help you get through it, right? Then he notice how you see how um what's the word? You see how fretful David was in the first couple of verses from verses one uh to about uh verse number nine A. But then after that, then notice as he talks to the Lord. And as he's talking and talking and talking and getting his feelings out and talking and talking, notice how he starts to get stronger by talking to God. But notice he's saying all this stuff. Watch how his language changes. But this I know, the end of verse 9, I know that God is for me. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do to me. Thy vows are upon me, O God, and I will render praises to thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the land of the living? You see how he starts to gain more clarity? And this is what you're going to find out. Once you start praying to the Lord like the way we described before, you're going to start talking a lot about how things hurt. You're going to start talking a lot about how you're hurting. You're going to start talking a lot of how you want the Lord to feel how you feel. And you're going to talk like that. And you're going to talk like that. And that might be a, a phase that lasts for a long time. But as you continue to talk like that, then you're going to start talking like the end of Psalm 56. But I know you're still there. But I know you're going to help me. But I know I trust you. I know you'll be there. 
You're going to help me walk. You, you see what I'm saying? You're going to become and you're going to gain that strength. Because where, do our, where does our strength come from? It comes from him anyway. And that's why it's such a blessing to talk to him. You know, we have access to him 24-7. So use that, right? So remember what we're talking about. When time I am afraid. There's going to be... <clears throat> there's going to be many decisions that you're going to make and you're going to be afraid to make them. There's going to be many things in your life that are going to make you afraid. And when you make those decisions, you're going to be scared when you make those decisions. And after you make those decisions and life still doesn't work out as you thought it would after you've made those decisions, you're still going to be afraid and you're going to talk like like David did Lord can you understand what I'm feeling right but when those things happen and when his deliverance doesn't come even after you've done what he said that's when the trust and faith and the conversation and prayer life comes into play for you because David had to have this if he didn't have this this is why some people mentally aren't right. This is why some people quit because when they do good and they see their good rewarded for evil, it's not fair in the human realm. And once they see it's not fair, then they say, well, why am I doing this anyway? And so they'll stop because it's not fair, right? But even though you do things the right way, and unfairness and wrong and evil happens to you, that's when it's basically another opportunity for your faith to grow another step. But you got to trust the Lord when time you are afraid. And so I hope this lesson has encouraged you to trust him, right? And to keep trusting in the Lord when time that you are afraid. Thanks, guys.